Welcome to episode 154 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 154 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Pretty good. You're pretty excited, aren't you, John? Pretty excited. Big news in John's week this week. What happened, Jonbo? Felicity Lucy Newsom. I know the name, man. I know the name. Belinda's, it was Belinda's choice on the name. I kind of I didn't veto You got the, the Newsom. Yeah, I got the Newsom. <laughs> but uh, she's been, a lot of people have been liking the name. So what was it? Felicity? Lucy. Lucy, nice. Lucy's Belinda's mum's name. Oh, so you're keeping mm. it in the family. That's right. And it all went well? All went well. Uh, home I've, got a, I've got a photo on the website already for this week. Oh, very good. Yeah, very good. The photo, so hopefully you're happy with that. Hopefully they might be a little bit better than last week's ones. <laughs> Did you like that? I saw them. They were pretty cool, actually. <laughs> they were pretty cool. Um, what else? Uh, I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com uh, For the world's best coffee. Trybuys.com Get on there for the greatest specials, and we, again, we get more emails about how great they are, aren't we? Exactly. Yeah. 20% off that deal. Yeah. It's finished now. Yeah. Uh, and... Athlinks.com Social networking for endurance athletes For tracking and social needs And finally we've got a, a big news week haven't we Plenty of racing at the weekend Everything's yep. kicked off Wait a second news is brought to you by Xtro.com Go on there and there's quite a few actually articles From guys some of the pros that have been racing recently mm. got, um, Like Rebecca Chris Keats up there too. Chrissy um, mm. So you go to Xtro.com and you can sort of see the uh, pro zone Inside the pro zone Inside the pro zone Okay so we had What do we want to go Australia first? Australia Australia Okay I'll find Australia You start talking it Sounded like uh, pretty miserable weather conditions most of the day Aussies have um, been hampered by quite a few Quite a bit of flooding in the last sort of four, oh, you know five what, months what we didn't do? What? This week's show. What do you mean? Well, normally I go in this week's oh. show. Okay, well, you can do that now. Okay, we've got news, we've got age group of the week, and we've got an interview, John. We've got an interview with Emily Miazga. Miazga. If you do an Emily oh. search on Google, who's the second one that comes up? What's first? Oh, oh Emily. If yeah. you put Emily in. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was pretty good that. So, um, yeah, back to, back to home man Australia. <laughs> uh, it sounded like it was pretty wet, so hopefully everybody survived that bike okay and not too many tumbles. It's a, it's a multi-lap bike course, so you do three laps, so that often causes a bit of congestion out there, and we actually got sent through some pictures of uh, some fairly big packs. But, you know, I think the reality is these days with Ironman racing is most of the races are full. There's going to be packs. There's going to be drafting. Did you see the one from New Zealand, that photo that someone sent through? No, I saw those from Australia, I think. The ones that came through yesterday. Oh, with Australia weather. And yeah, there were big lines, and I mean, the, the, the camera shot does. So I what? We can see it. that's our sport now. It is. Well, it's, I, it's, I, it's a draft think, fest. Well, I think it is a draft fest, but I think people just got to try to not blatantly sit on people's wheels. You know, but how can you not? Well, you just just you try to keep it. You know, at least a couple of bike lengths. Um, in between riders, it's, just, it's it's a real difficult problem, but I can't see them solving it anytime soon because it's mm. just a logistics thing. You know, how many people are on the course that want to ride, say, five hours to five hours, 15, and they're going to come out of the swim within, say, yeah. three or four minutes? It's just there's not enough space on the road. So I think, you know, people are just going to have to accept that it's going to be the way it is unless you go to a really, really hilly Ironman, and, and I think as long as people make an honest effort not to be drafting, I think that's... Do they need to um, split swim starts? Well, that's that's the option, and I think that takes away a lot from events when that when that starts happening. Yeah, but it may be an option that they need to look at. They need to prioritise. Like, what's more important to have the whole group together or to decide that drafting is mm. not good? Again, so uh, Patrick Verne dominated the dojo. Three Pete. Mm. 
It was a pretty interesting race. They had a, a breakaway on the bike. I think it was uh, Matt White. There was, there was two guys came off the bike, uh, and one was had about two two minute lead, and the other one was sort of smack bang in the middle, about one minute uh, behind him. And then the pack came in after that, and the pack really included all the, all the names. You had Patrick Verne, Pete Jacobs. Tim Burkle, um, DeBoom, Simon Thompson—they were all all in that pack, and then it just came down to a uh, down to a running race, and Patrick Verne came out on top. He ran really well, didn't he? Two forty-five. Two forty-five—that's really solid. Yeah, especially in tough conditions. Yeah, so uh, maybe it wasn't quite so hot this year, but two forty-five is a solid split. It was pretty close. Um, Pete Jacobs—he was in third for quite a while. I reckon Pete's a, an athlete of the future. He's still yeah. only twenty-seven, yeah. you know, and he's he's got lots of years in front of him. I reckon he's going to be a legend. Tim Burkle—he was he was actually leading um, early on in the run, and, and then running shoulder to shoulder with Vernet, fell off the pace a little bit. He was uh, the winner of Ironman Western Australia. So Patrick Vernet came out with a fifty-minute swim, a four forty-four on the bike, and two forty-five run for an eight twenty-four. So with Tim De Boom now, he, he's what he did eight thirty-nine, got six overall. 38, have we, do you think he can get much better than that now, or do you think? Well, it's only really his run, and you know, he's probably come from winter. I think he lives in Boulder. He may have gone yeah. somewhere to do some yeah. off-season training, but really, you know, when you get to that stage, I guess you want to you go and experience some other races, and I think that's one thing Macca looks to be doing in this year, and yeah. is, is going to try some different races, and hey, I might not be in peak condition, but... I'm not going to be able to do this for the rest of my yep. life. Um, so maybe just go and try it. So, you know, he can run a lot better. He ran three hours and 28 seconds. He's better than that. In 38, I don't think he's over the hill. It just depends whether the desire is still there and whether he can push himself to the training. We and must give a plug to good old Trent Chapman. Yeah, a bit of a hoax. Well, it's not, not a hoax. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> Trent Chapman, he was the first age grouper, uh, 8.47. Not but, bad, eighth overall. But he's a former, like, World Cup sort of podium oh, getter. So, really? I mean... Yeah, he is. He is. He may well be an age group. He may be working full time and doing it. But he, it's, that, it's that line, isn't it, John? It's it blurry, isn't it? It is blurry. It's a blurry line. line. He was. He I can't was, see it actually. It's so blurry. I know. He he was a serious, um, seriously good ITU athlete. Oh really? So and that, that was sort of around my era. He was he was very very good. So good performance by him. Uh, fourth place was Jimmy Johnson. Mark Twisick was fifth, and then as we said, Jason Tim Shortest is interesting. Eh? He always goes well in Western Australia. Yeah, yeah. So well here, eh? sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But um, he, he the problem with him, he misses the pack. You know, he swims fifty five. Yeah, he's five minutes off the off the group, yeah. and then uh, he's by himself on the bike, and uh, and probably coming through quite a bit of traffic. So he rode a five oh one. Yeah, not just not good enough. Yeah, not just not good enough. <laughs> just, just not good enough. And on the guilt side of things, well, there was one athlete who dominated the dojo. And she finished 11th overall. 11th overall. Chrissy Wellington. Man. Looks to improve her swimming quite a bit, which is a bit of a dangerous sign for everybody. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was probably her, her one oh, slight I'm going to get her in the swim. <laughs> <laughs> she swam 50-48, and she beat Rebecca Keat out by seven seconds. And Rebecca Keat's a fairly fairly decent swimmer. Yeah. So And then just 5.03, and then a 2.59. Oh, 25 for, minutes. Uh, an 8.57. Impressive, and uh, you know, one. Although so she didn't get the record. Oh, she didn't. No, the records are eight fifty-five. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it was Laurie Bowden. Would that be right? Right, that would have been on the old course. Oh, uh, true. Would have been true. Yep. So I don't know what the difference is uh, in terms of the yeah the times. But um, but Laurie Bowden has had some fantastic races over there, and she, in her day, she was seriously quality. So. Great race by her, really balanced. You know, fifty. You always look say fifty minute. You look for a five hour on the bike and your three hour on your run. That gives you nine hours um, or a little bit under. And yep. uh, and she did that. And um, who knows how hard she was pushing? She might not have really been killing herself. It would be great to see Chrissy 
go to the wall one day and just collapse well, over well, the line. Well, you either have to. You know, like, like, sure, you push yourself, but, you know, like, the best day Dave and um, Mark had was the day they raced together. Yeah. Is there going to be an athlete who can stay with Chrissy? Who's, will we ever get there? Because you see Chrissy push to a limit. Not, not, not. Other not than her personally doing it. Not that we can see at the moment. No. It would be, it'd be great to see her... Cat's not going to happen, but going head to head with Paul and Yubi Fraser, that, that would be a good, yeah. that would be a good contest. Yeah, fantasy. We could have fantasy Iron Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Rebecca Keat, she had a good steady day in second place. Um, you know, lost f- f- twelve minutes on the run, uh, twelve minutes on the bike, and so she ended up being twenty five minutes behind. And Caroline Stephen, haven't heard of her before. She was another seventeen minutes back in third. It's one thing about Iron Man Australia, they often don't get a really strong field. Um, it drops off really quickly. So why is that? Well, I suppose I suppose you could say the same about Ironman New Zealand as well, um, yeah. and a lot of these these early season races. So, well done to the Aussies who uh, who finished. Okay then, and uh, Ironman South Africa. So with that, they've screwed up the results. Sponsored by yeah. Nelson Mandela Bay. Wonder what that is. Well, it's, yeah, well, that's where it is. That's where it's held, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, true. So we I thought we were going to see some uh, some interesting racing here, and uh, and we did. We mm. had uh, uh, so Stephen Bayless was trying to get the double and uh, couldn't couldn't kind of come through, could he? He didn't really. He set a course record there last year. Yeah. Really ripped it up last year, so he was a little bit off off the pace. Sure, um, I did pretty well. Yeah, one one hour fifty first place. Patrick <laughs> Provenaz. I'm gonna put that as pros instead of pros. No, it's just got that because it's got the splits. Oh no, no, I've got rid of it. Oh, yeah. here we go. Anyway, um, Marino van Honecker really just dominated, and he's done this in a few races. He did it done it in Austria a few times. Swam, Jeez, that's a solid race, isn't it? Swam 47 minutes, and I'm telling you, this guy used to be rubbish swimmer. He, really? He really did. He, when he came out to New Zealand, um, he was a duathlete, and we went and raced in Timaru. He was trying to learn how to swim back then. How long ago was this? This would have been 90, probably 93, something like that, yeah. 93, 94. And we went and did an Olympic distance race. I would have put nearly nearly maybe five minutes, four minutes, something in like 1500. that. 1,500. 1,500 swim. Wow. Uh, and so he was pretty miserable. So the and that's, that's quality swim that is, 47, 48. You don't get much better than that, do he's, you? He's right, he's right up there. Olivier Marceau was 40 seconds in front, and he's a very good ITU athlete. So, um, so he really just dominated on the bike, 4.25, and then uh, he only ran a 3.01, but that's all he had to do. Who knows um, if he could can have Can he run heaps faster? He, he can, but you look at all the run times there, yeah, and they're very slow. Yeah. So maybe it's just a really tough There's course. There's only one sub-three, actually. Yeah. Mm. So great race for him, 8.17, and then 15 minutes back, Michael <coughs> Golner. The, the Germans really rate that guy, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how he sort of pushes on the next couple of years, but he's, he's a good athlete. But um, the, the, the big man? Big man came through quite nicely yeah. in a strong yeah. field. Yeah. The big man, Pete Rabusik, third place, 8.36. But probably the one thing we note here is uh, Marino, we rode a 4.25. Yeah. We're looking at the other splits. 436 is the next fastest by the look of it, so that's 11 no, 431, minutes. 431. Olivier Marceau. Olivier Marceau is an absolute axe on the bike. Is he? Uh, at the uh, Beijing Olympics, he was in the breakaway of six with Carter and Doherty and that. He's, yeah. uh, he's been a world champion at, uh, I'm pretty sure he's won a world title, at the short course by breaking away on the bike and just riding off the front of the group. Really? Uh, and when they had the world champs in Queenstown um, in about 2000, he rode away off the front with Peter Peter Robinson ended up um, having a great race. So he is a machine on the bike. And so really? for him to lose six minutes to Marino shows how fast Marino is riding. So is Marino Kona contender? Yeah, he's, he's been up there in, in top 
six or seven or so last year he blew out and yeah. uh, but you know he's, he's a quality athlete mm, nice. Stephen Bayless in fourth Andreas Von Hurst in fifth and Olivia Marceau only managed what was about seventh or seventh or eighth yeah, I thought yeah. he might do a bit better than that and uh, on the girls side of things well Bella didn't finish so it didn't really help her winning it no no so she wasn't it wasn't the, the happiest day for the Bayless, the Bayless family this weekend mm. but Lucy Zelenikova uh, apparently she was sick or something during the race Bella. Yeah, apparently oh, okay. she could. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, she, she'll know Bella because apparently this uh, girl Lucy is now training with a Team BB. Athletes. Oh, okay. Great. So she's really stepped up. Last year, I think she was third uh, and great all round race. 47 40 in the swim. Wow. That's bitching. That's, that's coming that's out. That's bitching. I'm loving that one, John. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Oh, that's, man, that's bitching. That is, that's coming out with the top guys. That's coming out with uh, yeah. Stephen yeah. Bayless and Co. Yeah. yeah. 4.58 on the bike. Jeez, it's interesting when you look at the women's swim times, eh? You, there's just such a big gap between all the different times, isn't oh, there? There is, it's huge. There's not like, there was no groups, so obviously, that's where with the guys, but you know, like you got 52, 59, 101, yeah. you know, 47. Crazy. Yeah. So 47, that is seriously smoking on the swim. 458 on the bike and 326 on the run for a 916. Pretty solid time. Yeah. But again, who knows how hard she has been pushed when she's 11 minutes in front. Maybe she just sort of took the foot off the accelerator a little bit on the on the run. But mm. great result for her and a bit of a breakthrough. And I think she, I don't think she is South African, but I think she lives there. Okay. So and the uh, one. second one, uh, Sotnia, how does that one? Taishai? We'll give, it, give you that. Yep. yep. 9.27 and Rachel Joyce in third 9.37 and as we said Bella Bayless pulled out also Andrea Brady pulled out uh, so yeah pretty small field okay and then we had the New Orleans and this was interesting wasn't New Orleans 70.3 it's a, it's a new I think it's a new 70.3 on the on the circuit yep and, and big, uh, big news, Chris McCormick came well, second. I didn't realise this was going to be such a good field. but Yeah, yeah it's a strong field, eh? There's two semi.3s at the weekend. We'll come to ca- uh, California in a second. But this field had uh, Macca, it had uh, Luke Van Laird, yep. um, and just a whole bunch of really good athletes. Chris McDonald was there, yep. TJ Tolkinson. Yep. So seriously good field. Yep. And uh, the story of the day was, was you'd probably expect Macca to sort of um, go... Oh, Bjorn was there as well. Bjorn was there, apparently. Yep. He was, uh, was he at California? Oh, maybe he was one, one of them. You know, first off the bike. Yeah. Uh, you'd expect uh, Mac to probably walk away with the race, and uh, but he didn't. So, do you know this guy? Uh, so the winner was Brent uh, McMahon, and he's a Canadian dude. He's a wrestler. McMahon. <laughs> 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 he was the boss. Remember, he was the commentator. But he uh, actually owned it all. Vince. Vince, Vince McMahon. McMahon. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, Brent McMahon. He's a um, ITU athlete. I don't know whether he's stepping up to Ironman or whether he's just doing a couple of. Now is he, is he a decent ITU guy? He's good. He's not. not like a podium sort of guy, but he's you know you might get the odd top ten. But he had a bit of an interesting story. I think it was him who was involved in this. He went. I'm pretty sure he went to Beijing. Yeah. And then for. No, he didn't go to Beijing. I think he went to Athens. Yeah. And then for Beijing, I think the Canadians may have only had two. They may have had three spots. It was either two or three, and the guys, and basically all their f- result was going to be based around um, Simon Whitfield. Yeah. And I think that third spot, was, which it was, was, a, was a discretionary spot, yeah. it was either second or third spot, and they, I think he didn't get picked, even though he was probably the better athlete who oh. would have finished higher instead they selected somebody who could assist Whitfield oh. and I think there was a big blow up in Canada so maybe well that's suck eh it would but it's you know when you when you look at your funding for your sport um, it's all based around medals yeah you know? and, and if, if Whitfield had been dropped off or something and he hadn't made the front group and yep. he didn't have somebody to maybe pull him up if that happened yeah 
all of a sudden they get zero medals for Canada, their funding would just be slashed to yeah. pieces. So it's it's critical um, at those major events, and I think it's going to be something we see a lot more of in the future. So third time it's basically just a worker. You never. I think it's going to become that way, but it's going to cause and, and court it's cases. Team racing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's 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 not so much team racing. It's just well, it is. It, it is, but it's, it's um, not a team as such. But there's a backup guy for it's you. It's a backup. It's whereas in cycling, you know, you've got tactics and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it, it's just really a backup plan in case somebody get dropped off. And so for New Zealand, it worked really well this year. Chris Gemmell missed the front bunch, and uh, Shane Reid sort of helped him back up the front bunch. Yep. And Shane Reid was in, doing some controlling things in the swim and on the bike. So it does work. Um, but with only, with only a three man team, there's only so much you can yeah, do. Yeah, true. But so, it, you know, it does change the dynamic of a race, doesn't it? It does. So he can't say you're an athlete who doesn't have the guys backing you up you're at a disadvantage oh totally yeah, yeah so uh, Brent McMahon came through really well on the run ran a 117 uh, to pass Macca so he didn't they wouldn't start shoulder to shoulder he ran past him and put big time into him yep uh, went out in 352 Macca was two minutes back in 354 and uh, Timothy O'Donnell isn't he like a famous actor or something don't Bat- know. Batman or something no no, no. <laughs> Batman no, Who's no. Ba- who does Batman Christian Bale oh yeah, okay. okay. Shows how much I know about movies. <laughs> Timothy O'Donnell was uh, third, and Luke Van Leer was fourth. Yes, that's sort of rest for him. It's good. Yeah, we're trying to get him on the show at the moment, aren't we? Somebody's been trying to check yeah, him out for so a while. Yeah, so we'll be quite keen to get him on. Now, this is interesting. On the female side of things, we've got Natasha Batman. She's back. She's back. And this was, again, on the girls' side of things, that is a quality field. Yeah. you got Natasha Batman, took the race out, and look at her bike time, Bevan. I know, 2.15. And look down at everybody else's bike time. I know, times. she just put like 8 to 10 minutes into them, eh? Second and third row, 2.23. Yeah. She just killed them on the bike. So, wow. So she, she's always done but that Bateman's in the past. a bad, a bad swimmer, isn't she? She's, she's a bad swimmer, um, but she just killed them on the bike. And, and again, she's a good runner. Who knows how hard she was pushing with a 127. She she's, I think she's about 40. Um, she, she's not going to push Chrissy, is she? I don't think she's push. I don't think she'll push Chrissy, but I'd say out of everybody out there, she's, she's pr- the perhaps hope. the only one that could. It's a pity she wasn't a couple of years younger, eh? Yeah, and it's a pity she can't swim. Um, yeah. If she could swim, I think she she she'll match Chrissy on the bike, and she's probably just a little bit slow on the run. Yeah, she's yeah. run pretty close to three hours in Kona. Yep. Uh, and so I think. I think I would not be at all surprised for her to get second at Kona. It was a good feel. Like you know, Kate Major, Lisa Bentley, Nina Kraft. Lindsay Corbin. Yeah. It's going to be and interesting. And Lindsay Corbin's going to be an interesting one to watch and see if she does a Desiree Flicker flicker. Um, because Desiree Flicker had that podium in Kona yeah. and she's done nothing since yeah, then. Yeah, she is, hasn't she? Lindsay Corbin. She's done a few photos. She's done a few photos, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Lindsay Corbin, I think, was she second or third? I think she was, she was third in Kona. Yeah. And uh, she's down there in seventh place with Kate Major. Um, so interesting to see how she goes so Catriona Morrison was in uh, second place and Joanna Zyger who's the 70.3 world champ was in third place so Nina Crafts there as well yeah, she was in front of a few few decent girls as well uh, there's lots of races we don't normally do races back in the old days we used to do this didn't we find oh, no. every race in the world but, but nowadays but hey, let's give a big ups to the to WTC because this 70.3 series is pretty cool we would never have had this sort of no. early season racing and I think and it's great, great because you're getting a mix of all triathletes and that's what's quite cool about it you know you are getting some ITU guys and you're getting some IMN guys and the racing is really interesting eh? it's mm. great and the fields are strong yeah man, man look at this top 10 Matthew Reed took it out not not massively surprising. He Reedy's been on fire for the last couple of years. Has he um, just been dominating all the um, Olympic distance races in the states? Oh, has he really? And, uh, just killing it. So I haven't seen Reedy do a lot of um, random one eleven. Mm. Man, yeah. But he's another guy like um, Bevan Doherty and Gemmell and that. Like he he was in France at the same time. I used to race him a little bit. Yeah. Back then, good athlete, good solid yeah. athlete. Yeah. 
But just the last few years, man, these guys have just come on something chronic. And again, I wouldn't say he's the most talented athlete out there. But, but just he's just got so hard. much volume in him. And he uh, can just really kick on well. So great race by him. He took it on the do run. Do you think Bevan will ever do um, 70.3? I wouldn't be, yeah, he's done a few halves. He's actually done really well in halves. So when we were over there, he did Gerard Mir a couple of times, and he won it um, once. I'm sure he did, or he got second to Patrick Vernay, I think. Okay. It, was, it was either first or second. So um, yeah, he's a good half Ironman athlete. Uh, can't really see him do Ironman seriously. Gemma, I could see doing Ironman at some stage. Oh, you think he, he would? And he could be. He'd be pretty good. Wow. Andy Potts coming at second. He's defending champ. He got taken down to second. So fast day at the office, man. Three fifty one for me. Mm. And Ronnie Shieldnick in third and three fifty four. But and one, two, three, four. Happy, happy days. Richie Cunningham came in at fourth. Joe Gamble's Luke Bell was sixth. Will Clark at ITU guys seventh. And uh, feel right down to Michael Devoto at nine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Gil side of things. What happened here was interesting, well, interesting yeah. because Sam Warner was actually, uh, she got stung by, a, oh I read a stingray, I don't know if it was a sting, uh, jellyfish or a stingray, but wow. she got uh, around her ankle before the day before the race. Oh really? And uh, she still went out there and raced and um, got to the front coming off the bike, so she had the lead and then um, folded on the run. And then Miranda Carfrey really came through, good strong race, 425. Pretty close race between her and Sarah, was it Goff? Sarah, Sarah Goff, uh, 23, 22 seconds in it. And again, well, it was a sprint finish, just about. Yeah. Then 40, another 20 seconds back to Leander Cave, and then a bit of a back to Erica Chomor and uh, Tina Dickens, and Sam Warren faded seventh. But again, good field. Oh, I wouldn't hear anything about the finishing shoot. No, mm. we didn't. If anybody has uh, any gossip on that, if anybody got disqualified, we'd, we'd love to hear. We got, no, last week we were talking about how in Ironman South Africa last year, what happened with Bella, and Gavin Rogers actually sent through an email just saying that she basically did a Christie, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. got a puncher on the bike, mm. couldn't fix it, Oh, you know, screwed her CO2 canister over a couple of times, and then uh, somehow managed to get going, oh no, we've had a No, spot. no, because I drank it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were quite happy then, I pulled it back out. <laughs> and, uh, and then it, we, we were talking last week about how it was so close, and it basically came down to a... A, s- a sprint finish at the end of the run between Edith Niederfringer and um, and Bella. And Bella came out top. Okay, so discussion of the week this week. Now, we'll, discussion of the week. We've decided not to do this week's topic this week because John had a baby, and that's probably one time we could put off a good excuse. <laughs> but I didn't realise that was going to be the case. Well, I realised John had, had a baby. Well, you didn't have a baby. Belinda no. had a baby, but it's a part of your family. It is. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and so I thought, oh, he hasn't got one. I, I thought, well, I'll think of one. I couldn't think of many. And so. I was at this. I was taking the training module this weekend. Mm. Oh, so we're gonna. What we're gonna do is we're gonna do two discussions. We're gonna talk about this week's one next week, aren't we? Yeah. And but I didn't know that, so I've already done the website. So I've already done the discussion on athletes. So yep. we're gonna talk about both of them next week. Yep. To be honest, my one this week's not that good, so we may not get many write ups. Okay. But I was at this. I was at this training weekend. I was training some people to be group fitness instructors last weekend, and one lady came up to me. She was saying, "Have you read that book by Dean? What's the guy, the ultra marathon man?" Carnazes. And admittedly, I haven't read the ultra marathon man. Yeah. But I have flipped through the fifty marathons in fifty days. She goes. The ultra marathon, fifty man marathons in fifty days, and and I go, you know what? I'm not that impressed by that second book, and she, <laughs> the fifty marathons in right, fifty days. I've read that. I've read the first one. Well, I I, I read it, and to me, it's not um, for us. It's not majorly impressive. You know, like I'm sure we could pull off fifty marathons in fifty days, 
if you know what I mean and he does them at like four and a half hours it's not like it's yeah. he's smacking the crap like if he did 50 marathons in three hours and 50 days yeah. I'd be like yeah and so I wasn't overly impressed and so I'm going to it I'm going to it yeah you know what I'm just you know I, I kind of feel if I want to do some training I could do that <laughs> and then about three quarters of the way through the conversation I thought I'm looking like a right dork now aren't I <laughs> <laughs> I thought I look like a right cock so we want to hear over the times where you'll be talking yourself up or talking a bit of Iron Man up and then suddenly you realise Am I a dork? Your yeah. Iron Man dorky stories. Yeah. Yeah. I think 50 marathons 50 days would be pretty challenging. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. It's just like, if you could run in four and a half hours. Yeah. I, I, no, I think it's... Um, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's the management of your body that, that beats yeah. you in those things. You know, your feet, your blisters. Yeah. yeah. And, and things but like I that. think I could... Whereas some, like those ultra marathons... Like, give it a go. Can I? We'll start <laughs> next week. Game on. We're on ride music and we'll run it. Um, what I was going to say was... Chance Cohen and Chance Barber sent me through the Sahara one. Did I ever give that to you yet? No. Oh, oh that's pretty awesome. They ran across the Sahara. Now, they did eight around 7,500 Ks in 110 days, right. and they were running around 70 Ks a day, and that was pretty impressive because yeah. there was, like, weather and bad conditions and everything. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, I, I did feel like a bit of a... I, I realised I was a dork, and then when I realised I aborted. <laughs> and, and I got, but really, I really do think he's a legend, so... <laughs> So, I was going to say, his book did nothing to inspire me to go and do an ultramarathon. Really? It's just Why? Like, I'm not doing one of those. It's just, I don't know, it just, like you said, it's not, not a speed thing, it's more just yeah, managing just, your Yeah, well, it's like the Sahara, they average 8K an hour. Yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, when you think of the volume they're doing, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. You must wonder what their body is like afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it does me any good. How much harm it does, that'd be debatable, but I don't think it does me any good. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. So, when have you been a dork? your Iron Man stories I mean you're at a party and you're talking it up where's Em she's a turn up she's always late isn't she yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should, hopefully she doesn't listen to this <laughs> if you do get in <laughs> right, here we go age grouper of the week and this one, you now a few weeks ago we had a bit of a thing, didn't we? We had a, a, a new, well not a new innovation, a first. It was a double double nomination. And, and it's happened again, John. Yes. And it's happened because Daniel Moore and Robbie Elder have all sent through for, where's the name, John? Andrew, <laughs> Andrew House. House. And I'll read the first one, you read the second one. Got a great age group of the week for you. Andrew House, you'll be pleased to hear that he's from New Zealand, and we are happy with that. Yeah. Had a fantastic race in Ironman New Zealand with a time of 9.17.35. He came 16th overall and third in the age group of 35 to 39. Man, you can do you do 9.17, you only get third in the age group. Mm. That's pretty impressive. What's your best time at Tapa? That's faster than me. I didn't do 9.19 in Tapa. Oh. Mm, so I would have got, I got fourth, in the, maybe 10th <laughs> in the age group. Um... Uh, swam 101 bike 505 and a smoking 305 run you could say it a solid day at the office what made it made it even more impressive for me was that he backed it up uh, today six days later in the six foot track marathon a 45k marathon through some serious terrain in the Blue Mountains here in Sydney it's a very tough race and taking it easy he placed 60th out of 850 starters in a time of 421 very nice and you want to go on for the second one yeah this is from Robbie Alder you're nice that you gave me the one. Yeah, I didn't notice that. The small font. <laughs> Do you want me to make it bigger for you? Fair, no, so firstly, I can't go without my IM talk. I look forward to 
Tuesdays when I can load my iPod up and listen to the show. You That's guys it. rock. Yeah, we rock. Also, try try buys. How good are they? I just fired off one. Oh, we had that last week. Okay. Um, I have to tell you about this Kiwi I trained with. He's a, truly a freak. It's a Kiwi thing, eh? It is. Yeah. Hardcore. Andrew House. I think it's House, isn't it? Yep. Uh, it, it didn't hit his goals in Ironman Western Australia in 2008, coming home in 9.53. Not happy with his performance. He swore he'd trained like never before and stopped drinking beer. Now, that's commitment. It is. His next goal was Ironman New Zealand and training uh, leading up to the race on long rides. We usually change the lead around frequently to stay draft legal and get in race simulation training. On one ride, he took the lead and sat in a mighty pace, which the rest of us could barely were barely able to hold his wheel for, for one minute. Uh, I've never seen a more dominant performance by anyone. When Ironman New Zealand came around, he was prepared and had done all the work. He busted out a 9.17 with a hot 3.05 run, and he smiled and laughed the whole way around. Not only is he a great athlete, his attitude is so positive you can't get help but caught up in the whirlwind of fun. Uh, but then he went on and he ran that marathon just a yep. few days later, or that mountain marathon. The morning after I met New Zealand, nice. he went out for an hour run. <laughs> can't say I've done that. You're a nutbar, but I love it! Nice work. Oh, good old, what is it, injury house? house? Very solid. Mate, whoa, would you do a marathon a week after? I wouldn't. <laughs> but hey, but hey, but we've got to think about it. Got lots of the pro. I would be because I'd be doing my fifty still. Fifty, you'd be, you'd be halfway through your fifty. But we've seen a lot of people back up a week, a week after the yeah, full true. Ironman. So I guess if you take it easy, but I'd say in some ways it's probably easier to do a, a cruisy marathon than say going and smacking down like a hard ten k. That would be really hard. Yeah, it's, it's the speed stuff. It's, yeah. tra- it's training I'm doing for the bloody marathon, man. It's killing yeah. me, man. Oh, honestly, it's bloody. Killing you? Oh, because it's, it's just all fast. <laughs> yeah. And mentally, it's just so much harder to be. I hope you're doing a bit of marathon pace stuff. Oh, it's, it's all you're doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, you are. No, you do one short run, which is yeah. track work like that today, and then you do one five ten k kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's five k pace, and then you do one marathon pace. Right. But you start off slow with the marathon pace, so you go, you go, you do, you run thirty k's at plus nine seconds. Trying to take some shortcuts here by not putting the volume in. You putting in the volume? No, no, because like on set day I ran thirty k. Okay. Yeah, Solid. yeah. So the longest run you do is thirty four. But you got to like you're basing it on the time, so you have to go. Okay, I'm going to run thirty four k at plus seventeen of what your goal time is. So yeah. you go like, for example, I, want, I need to average three forty five basically to do the time I want to do, and if I do that, so then I'd go, you know, around four or twos. And then closer to the race, the, the time goes down. Mm. So it's pretty interesting stuff. See if it works. So uh, Andrew Hoare, you really are a legend, not just because you're a Kiwi. House. Oh, house, sorry. Yeah. One of my mates' name's Hoare. Yeah. And when he got married, he had to change it. He had to change it? He changed it. his name. Oh. Yeah. Because oh, she was a school teacher, that. she didn't want to take on Hoare. Oh, that's fair <laughs> enough. That's fair so enough. So what? they changed the name to Taylor. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Interesting. I've never heard of a guy doing that before. No, neither actually. I've heard of guys like doing the names together, or the woman keeping her name. Yeah, yeah. But not the the guy taking on. Oh. Well, they both t- changed their names. Ah, oh, because right. her name wasn't Taylor. Her name was. Yeah, <laughs> it's another one I've never heard of. <laughs> what name should we pick? I, I reckon I was like, why'd you go Taylor? Because if I was going to change my name, I'd go like something like Bevan Animal. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd get one of the nicknames that we get yeah. from the show. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Andrew House, you are our age group group of the, the week. week. Right, hopefully M's here now. She isn't. She's late again. <laughs> oh. M, shut up. Here we go. Well, 
she's right. She made it. <laughs> if you listen to the end of the show, you'll hear us giving Emily a bit of grief. But she, she has made it. So. Hi, guys. I'm here. Welcome along, Emily. Thank you. Busy times. We've got cookie, we've got power, power cookie bars in front of us. I'm quite happy, yep. actually, because they're, they're bloody brilliant, the cookie bars. Yep. Yes. Have you got the flavour you preferred over there, Bevan? Which ones are these? I haven't tried this one. This What's one's it? The peanut butter? This one's a peanut butter bomb. I do like the peanut butter bomb, yeah. but, but I'm wanting to try. You want to try anything? Yeah, well, do you want to try? You want to swap? No, I've, got, I've got a freezer full of the things. So okay, in that case, I'm, I'm taking that one. <laughs> hey, you can have that one. You guys are so cute. Peanut I butter love bombs it. are good, man. They're the best ones. That's my oh, favorite. I was living on them, yeah. 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 You can, so, yeah. powercookies.com is all going along quite nicely. It is. I'm actually just on the on the verge of updating my website. You're going to see a new, you know, fancy look, and it's going to be quite sharp. Check quite, it out. Quite swanky. Yes, yes. So, we're looking forward to doing that, and um, hopefully, we'll get a bit more nutrition information up on the website as and, well. And one thing Emma's just brought around right now, she's actually created a brochure for athletes, um, kind of on. Real information that's really applicable to, to us, really, and um, hopefully you get that on your website. Eh? And it's yes. really good stuff. Like I've only had a quick look over it there, but it's kind of the questions you would ask a nutritionist, mm. and um, and it's focused on an athlete. So yeah, you'll get this on your website at some yes. stage. So. Actually, I hadn't thought of that now until you mentioned it, Bevan. So oh, okay. thank you well, for you that know, piece I'm of advice. Thinker, I'm a thinker. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, it's, it's it's a great little brochure here, and if you get set up on a website, you want to go check that out. And, mm. and the advertorial continues. Um, <laughs> You can get your bars on your site, can't you? Yes. Yes, we just want to check that because they're the new product and they were a hit on Epic Camp. They're very tasty. Kiwis, you can get them at your bike shops and stuff as well. And if Um, I'm going to be real advertising guru, they won an award. They won an award for 2008 Food Award from Massey University. It's huge. Yeah. I beat out all the big companies and that was a real, real cool thing to do. I was Cookie time sucks. Oh, John! <laughs> I love it. I had so many people coming up to me at the food show saying, "Your bars are so much better than that other one yeah. block snack Don't thing." Even mention the name. I can't. It would just be sacrilege. No, so they are pretty good. And yeah, I actually have some great news for our Aussie listeners. <gasps> Could distribute over there, have you? Well, I'm going over. There's a there's a food show um, in Canberra the first weekend of May, and I'm going over there with with one of my New Zealand distributors who does the outdoor shops. Yep. And so basically, I've had an opportunity to attend the show with Great. this distributor. So the goal is to try to find a distributor in Australia. And Great. I think we'll have a pretty good chance because once people try the products, and if you, if I can get a good distributor who likes it and who sees a market for it, then hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, we can get um, something up and running in Aussie over the next, Bring you know, maybe Australia. couple months. Yes, so Australia. Anyway, we are... We are I'm an Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Iron Man. How did Iron Man New Zealand go? Oh, <laughs> coast to coast. I drowned. Yeah. <laughs> coast to coast went pretty well this year. Did it? Yeah. You yes. Think? I yeah, think yeah. it went really well. So, well, no, let's really get a bit more serious right now. So, you, oh. you know, coast to coast, you were, you went into it this year. You had um, Jill Wistner, who yes. was a previous winner from the past, yes. coming back. And she was quite a legendary coast to coaster. And, totally. Um, coming back. And she she attacked you on the day, really, and was coming out strong. And you mm. had to come and chase her down. Yep. You know, you, it was a different kind of race for you this year, eh? Yeah, it was. Because the last couple of times that I've won it, I've had to come from behind. Yep. And this year, that wasn't the plan. We really wanted to race from the front. Mm. Oh, so, the, so the plan wasn't going to plan as such? Well, well, it, it, I, I did get the lead, actually, um, just after the mountain run, and, and Jill and I were together. We were the only two girls who made the first break on the first bike ride. Yep. So the other girls were behind us, so we had a, a few-minute buffer on the yep. other girls. 
Um, but I passed Jill quite easily in the mountain run earlier on. She actually didn't really know. She, she didn't know the course that well because she hadn't trained on it this uh, year. And so I actually, yeah, so yeah. I snuck past her on one section where she was, we were in a tree, a bushy section, and yep. she didn't know where she was going. So I, I got past her there. Dementia kicking in. I know. <laughs> Poor old Jill, you know. <laughs> no, but, but fair enough. Like, she had done the race so many times. She probably yeah. didn't think Before it was that necessary. It, yeah. And I think her entering the race was quite a last-minute decision as well but Jill is so tough like in the time that she's not been doing coast to coast she's been kayaking at an international level she's mm. been doing you know yeah, she's an half athlete. Ironman yeah. she's a machine she doesn't have kids so she just she's just a machine yeah. so she was there Although to race we were talking and, earlier or later on the show we are talking later on the show about having kids is actually pretty tough yeah, 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 yeah. John knows. Yeah. <laughs> See that firsthand? Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. No, but I got past Jill in the first um, bit of the mountain run, and I was leading. And then for Posse, she was really on a mission because she was behind on the first bike ride. Yeah. She caught up to me about oh an hour and a half or so into the mountain run. Yeah. So her and I stuck together all the way to the last 20 minutes where she pulled away from me. But I wasn't too worried about it because I knew that um, was I was with her. And, yeah. She was pushing hard, and and I was you know just keeping an eye on her, and I was I was making sure I was taking care of myself. And I knew that if I was with Fleur at that stage, that I'm a much stronger cyclist and, and kayaker, and, and so it yeah. you know I would just get her. So I really had a lot of confidence in myself in terms of what I was capable of, and and I just didn't stress about anyone just to your getting plane. in front. Yep. yep. So I was leading going into the kayak, and that that was really fun. I actually had had never been leading before, so that was mm. quite cool. John was yeah. He was just my support crew, and everyone they were so fantastic, and we were really, really focused. And solid, it was really good. Formula One, it was, it was like Formula One, but I kind of screwed up the first part of the paddle because the river was really, really low. And okay. I went the way that I was used to going, and apparently, the river had changed in the last couple of weeks. And, and it had been, I think, two and a half, three weeks mm. since my, my last trip down. Yep. And I didn't want to go down close to the race for, for risk of damaging my boat because yep. when it's low, you can put holes in your boat and stuff. Mm. Yep. So Alina Usher did a really smart thing in the week before the race. She did paddle the top section, so she knew the lines to take. She got past me, and I had to... Well, I was portaging. I ran out of water, so I was... I had to get out and carry my boat. Uh, and it's so hard because your legs are munted from the run. And my boat was like, you know, I had yeah. four, four kilos of fluid in my boat. And, and I was like having to lift it, put it down, lift it, put it down. And I lost several minutes. Uh, and in that time, Alina snuck past and got in front of me. Uh, so then I had to chase her down. But I caught her within an hour and um, and passed her quite easily. So again, it was just a case of... of you know, just just racing, basically just doing what I knew I could do, and and if anyone got in front, I just put an end to it pretty quickly. Yeah. So, so once I got past Alina at the top of the gorge, from that point on, it was another six, seven hours of racing, and I I never saw anyone wow. until the finish nice. so I was pretty stoked but I was a bit worried on the final bike ride because Jill Jill Westerner was quite close behind yeah. and on the final bike she actually caught up about oh I think she was two and a half minutes well behind. she caught up a lot in the transition she you know, yeah he was a little little phrase a little, little cold I was cold yeah oh, really? so yeah she coming out of the kayak I think it was about two and a half minutes by the time you actually started the bike because it's quite a long long tough transition mm. it was probably down to about a minute and a half at least so yeah, yeah. And I was a little bit worried because Jill is notorious for that final bike ride. But oh, I, is she? Yeah, she used to beat all the boys, and she's yeah, really yeah. tough. But then I was like, well, wait a minute. I beat all the boys, too, so yeah. screw this. And, yeah. and so I just, like an animal. Yeah, yeah, so I had to just put the hammer down, and I, I, I had to ride my hardest. And it was cold, and it was a nasty headwind. And, and um, yeah, I, I knew Jill was close, but then I was holding her. And then I started putting time into her. 
And once I started doing that, I was able to really just, you know, just continue pushing and, and carrying on in the race and going for the win. And but But I did have a small bit of doubt in that section but it didn't last long and and that was the only time in the race where I was yep. a little bit worried yeah. yeah so I mean from my perspective I thought you had a bit of a different outlook on the race and pre-race you know the year before mm-hmm. we'd worked together and and didn't really know we think we thought things were going pretty well and you went at the race and you still had a bit of a niggling injury there and we thought mm-hmm. we'll just give it a crack and see what happens mm-hmm. this year you, you seem to be in quite a different frame of mind I mean was there anything particularly mm-hmm. done to, to work on that yeah, I did quite a lot to work on that, actually. I think the mental game is, is a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I I actually just really examined what motivates me to, to race. And, you know, if you're going to come back and continue racing year after year at a top level, um, you, you really have to be doing it for something. Other than just training. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be something inspiring for yeah. you. There's and a purpose behind it. Totally. Yeah. And, and if you lose that, then you, you kind of lose your mojo. And so I thought, well, how do I keep my mojo? And um, and so I just kind of figured out what you know what I like about racing, what it gives back to me, and and really a big part of that is um, the accolades. You know, you you have people who come up to you afterwards and tell you how how inspiring you've been. Yeah. And 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 I don't realize that. And mm. you, I, I just think, well, it's just what I do. It's nothing special. It's yeah. just what I do. But if if my, if me winning coast to coast gives other people joy, and I, and I find that out it comes back to me tenfold and that just gives me heaps of energy and and I love it and, and it's like, well, there's there's nothing wrong with, with having that feeling mm. and it's it's a really, really, really good feeling. It is funny because I think that's one of the things of, of us is that we, we do these sports that are very extreme and, and kind of out of this world mm. but we hang around with people who do that and mm. so in our eyes it's just what we do and whereas yes. to general population they see what we're doing and they just think it's animal and yeah. it's just like, to us it's just, you know, well, that's yep. what you do but mm-hmm. to, the, to the outside world it's like, man, it's yeah. crazy and we, sometimes we neglect how other people yep. see us yep. in that way. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a bit of responsibility that comes with that, totally. I think. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, we're trying to jack up an interview with Hamish Carter at the moment because I've read Steve Gurney's book recently and he sort of uh, goes on about actually dealing with depression yep. po- post when that's all over because he's yeah. getting all the attention and then, uh, and then it, it pulls it away. just stops. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, I'm just like a regular says, person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, like he says, today's newspaper headlights, nine's tomorrow's fish and chip wrappers. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah. That's going to be... Uh, and how do you deal with that? Well, she hasn't had to yet because she's yeah, sort of sort of stopped. Yeah. yeah, but it does go away. But I think for me, I have a balance in that regard mm. because I've got lots of other things that I do, and yeah. Yeah. and I race now. A big part of of me continuing racing, like and and going into this year's race, I didn't have any expectations or pressure. And in two thousand and seven, I did, and yeah. that's when I was injured and I pulled out of the race, and I was racing for the wrong reasons, and it it manifested itself, I think, in the injury, which mm. you know probably got blown out of proportion because I wasn't mentally into it. Yeah. But I just decided, well, I. I don't have anything to prove. I'm racing because I love it. I love yep. the course. I love it's good for my business, and um, so I'm just going to go out and have fun and, and do my best. And if and if I can do that, then you know I should be able to win it. And if somebody else beats me on the day, then they were just better and they deserved it. Mm-hmm. But but I just really went in with that kind of free feeling. Great. Um, but it is important to have a balance and have other things in your life. I think it's a, I think it's one fault that a lot of athletes have is they just yeah. become one dimensional in life. Yeah. You know, that's all they have, and if that breaks yeah. away. What else totally. do they have? And, and, yeah, and, 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 and that's so. what happened with Steve Gurney, is that yeah. was his life. And with Hamish Carter in the Sydney Olympics, yeah. he put everything into that race and it didn't work out and he was crushed afterwards. Yeah. But then that was the catalyst to help him figure out. Yeah, the you know, I, I think, well, we talk about balance. I think for 
age group athletes, I think it's important. But for, for those high performance guys that are that are full time Olympic athletes, I think they need to be fairly unbalanced. They need to have a tiny bit. There, yeah, yeah, totally. But they've got to be fully into <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. But even if it's just like yeah. you're having a hobby that you do half an hour a day when yeah. you're not training, you know, like you know, like mm. playing music or something, it's just totally different. Mm. You know, for mm. me now that I've pulled away from my man, it's like I've got this music thing and I'm just as passionate about it and it's mm. cool. And it's like whereas if I didn't have that, I'd be like, well, I probably need to go for a bike ride. You need some samples of that on the show soon. Oh, okay, I will. I've been yeah. practicing Coldplay, okay. so there you go. <laughs> Um, just one other thing on, on the the, co- the coast race. Was there any particular things that, that or strategies you use when the, the other girls are in front of you? You know, it seemed like we, you had the race well mm-hmm. under control a lot of yep. time. But yep. was there anything you use in particular just to think? Well, shit, she's she's four minutes up the road. Was it most? Mm-hmm. Was there anything you used or anything you had ready to use if people were way in front? Yeah, I did, and and that's where drawing on my experiences is is, is a big tool that I use because I know that. I can I can pull time back if I have to. Yeah. Ideally, you don't want to, but if you can just have confidence in yourself and realize that if if other people are up the road, chances are they, they there's a good chance that they may be racing beyond themselves. Yeah. And as long as you're racing at your level that you're comfortable with, you're not blowing yourself out, and you're comfortable with the pace, and and then you just do a check. You you go well. Can I go faster? And if you can, then go faster. Yep. And if you can't, then y- you can't stress about it. You can't deal with it. So it's it's really about coming back to yourself, not worrying about what everyone else is doing, and coming back to your own race and really focusing on on that. Okay. And and I would just keep reminding myself of that because it is easy to get distracted. And that was probably the other technique that I used throughout the whole day was basically just not being distracted. And, and after the race, people came up to me and, and noticed that, in the transitions I was coming through and was just like tunnel vision focused, you know, like, you know, I would talk to my support crew and and do what was necessary, but nothing was unnecessary. Everything. No waving the crowd this year. No. No no, no cartwheels. Oh God. (laughs) John told me if I had any energy to do a cartwheel that he was going to kick my ass. And so on that final bike ride, I was just like, leave, leave nothing left. And I got to the end and I was wasted. I was so buggered. It was, it was good. Yeah. It sounds as though you're saying that, you know, through experience, you've learned to trust yourself as an athlete. Totally. So what what advice would you give to someone who's, you know, maybe newer to it to, Mm -hmm. to learn to trust that? Oh. You know, because like, when you're new to it, you don't know what, what yeah. you can do. Whereas as yeah. an experienced athlete, you're at the point yeah. where I know my body can maintain this, yeah. so I can trust that I can stick with this. I think if you can get some help from a sports psychology angle, just to, you can get little techniques to learn about um, basically just, just focusing your energy on not being distracted, focusing on, on being a master of your own skills and what okay. you're good at. Yep. Um, and there, there are ways to, to work on that, and, and you can you know get advice on that. Um, you know, experience is a great way, but oftentimes with experience, you learn things the hard way. Yeah. But you don't always have to learn things the hard way. You can get advice and get help and learn some of these techniques and strategies great. to to control your mind. Basically, it's all about being a you know controlling your thoughts and not getting emotional about things. Yeah. Um, a big thing that I use is um, I try to think as clearly and accurately as I can and I try not to get emotional about okay. it so it's about the facts more than the emotion there's no, yep. there's no, no, there's no crying on the start line no, no. crying no <laughs> I don't cry but no, one thing Em does and, and, and as I go I encourage John would kick me in the is get, get, getting things down on paper and you know Em I turned up on the coast this year and Em had about a three or four page you know um, mm. detailed description of how the race was going to pan mm-hmm. out and um mm-hmm. And her mental strategies and, and things she'd be thinking about when the tough mm-hmm. tough things were going to start to happen because yep. it does happen during those races. So I think getting things down on paper is pretty yeah. important and uh, dealing with the what ifs. Yep. 
Exactly. Yeah. And I start doing that um, several weeks, if I can, several weeks before the race. Last year I started it earlier. This year I didn't have as much time. But, but I, I would write stuff down and then I would think of something that would maybe inspire me or something that would be really important to remember and I would write it down. Yep. And then I could go back to it and then it was like training myself to, to look at that and, okay, this is how I'm going to think during the race. This is this year's aim. This is this year's goal. Because every year is different, you know. Um, yeah, and so so I just um, tried to think of that as I was going through my preparation. Great. We had a couple of um, nutrition questions. Yes. Um, one of the ones that uh, that I sometimes get dogged by is is sort of figuring out how much inta- how much food you should be taking in. So mm-hmm. if people are thinking about, um, or should they be thinking about counting calories because we hear about calories in, calories out, should they be mm-hmm. looking at that? And how do you figure out how many calories you're taking? Uh, you, you, you can figure out how many you're taking in by looking at labels, mm-hmm. but how many you're burning. Or should people maybe more just look at um, breaking it down into fats, carbohydrates, protein, or, yep. because more for people that are trying not to put on weight um, or making sure that they are getting enough in. Yeah, well... Actually, the best way to figure out if you're eating too much or not enough is what's happening with your weight. If your weight's stable, then chances are, well, then the fact is, you're you're eating enough to maintain your body weight. So then what you can do is keep some food diaries, write down everything you're eating, try to use the food labels where possible to analyze um, how much you're actually taking in. And there are website tools and things that you can use for foods that don't have labels that can tell you the energy content. So you don't have to keep like weeks worth of food records, but just keep a couple days of food records for a typical day. And then just add it up for interest sake and see what you're doing. Because oftentimes when I do an assessment on a person Mm -hmm. to figure out their energy expenditure, and I use what's called a Harris-Benedict equation, and it's it's just a oh, formula. Yeah, it time, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's a formula to figure out a person's basal energy expenditure and then we add on activity factors based on how much or how little activity they're doing. And that can give us a pretty good idea of how much energy a person needs. So a dietitian can do that. But it's not always correct. The most correct way to do it really is to look at what you're actually yeah, eating. Yeah. And and that's if your weight is stable. If you're putting on weight, then you know, look at what you're eating and then maybe then you would want to back it off by anywhere between two hundred and five hundred calories a day if you want to lose weight. You would never drop below five hundred calories per day from what you're currently doing if you want to so lose weight. So what kind weight. of time frame would you be thinking? So you're saying don't drop below five five hundred calories a day. If you want to lose weight. Yeah if you want to lose weight. Yeah. But then say you've done that for a couple of weeks and you're not losing weight. Like what's the period before you drop another five hundred? Oh, you wouldn't you would lose weight if oh, you, you would. Yeah, okay. you would. Yeah, okay. yeah. You wouldn't want to do do it much more because then you would well, you would start to lose too quickly. Okay. And and, and the key to, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and the key to weight loss is not to lose it too quickly. You're looking at around when we're doing recommendations for people we say no more than like, you know, well we back in the States it was between a half and one pound a week. Yeah. So basically no more than half a kilo a week yeah. um, of weight loss. Yeah. And and that's um you know it's slow isn't it it's slow yeah. and and it may seem like all oh, kind of frustrating oh it's not coming off but if you're just really patient and you let it happen it will happen and the other thing too like in my little brochure here i say the key to losing weight is to actually eat you still need to be fueling yourself and i you know you're all, treating yourself like an athlete in that your metabolism is pumping it's working you have to you have to fuel your metabolism in order for it to function efficiently yep. and then of course the training component helps to make your body more efficient again at burning calories but if you're not putting energy in to burn 
then your body kind of goes into a starvation mode yeah. if it's not getting Holds what it needs. It get, yeah. yeah, and so it comes down to maintaining blood sugar levels. So, for example, looking at the carbohydrates, making sure all your meals and snacks have a source of carbohydrate, whether it's some fruit or yogurt or a power cookie bar, yeah. <laughs> um, something like that, just to sort of keep stoking the fire throughout the day. So we look at the carbs, fats, and proteins when looking at the quality of the diet. Are you getting enough of each nutrient? And we look at overall calories to... Um, to analyze the, the quantity, are you eating too much or are you not eating enough? So there's two components. There's a quality aspect yep. and, and the quantity, quantity. aspect, yep. yes. So, yeah, to figure it out, it is it is a bit tricky, and you mm. can do it yourself, but you can also get a dietitian to help you. So. Great. Great. Mm. Cool. Um, first question we had sent in from Andy was just about supplements. Yes. Is there a better time to take supplements you know should you take them before training after yeah, training if you are going to use supplements for your training what time you know morning yeah. evening mm. doesn't matter well it depends on what kind of supplement really i'm not an expert on supplements i know a what little bit about caffeine and stuff yeah. and creatine so i don't know if he's talking about ergogenic aids or is he talking about food supplements okay because um, food supplements we're talking sports gels drinks energy bars those those kinds of things and those you can have them before during and after and the main purpose of those is to um, provide fuel in a convenient form and also to help with recovery. So, what if, what if somebody was like maybe say multivitamins or vitamin C or just yep. your basic supplements? Is there, is there yeah. a, does it make any difference morning I, or evening? I think it's better to take them in the evening, but to be honest, I don't really know. Oh, that's cool. Just take yeah. them anytime. He's got a random question here. I'm not sure if you'll be able to help, but yep. he's saying uh, one other thing. I was wondering if there's any proof that supplements like Maxi Muscle Viper Turbo can increase VO2 max. I'm sure if you look at I their, don't think I'm, so. I'm, <laughs> if you look at the marketing material, I'm sure it will yeah. have some. Statistical, of course, yeah. it can. Of mean, course, it can. They'll do a, win, sample, win, they'll do a sample size yeah. of three, yeah. and uh, in two out of three, what's, what's your view on supplements on, on those types of supplements? I'm pretty skeptical of those kinds of supplements, okay. yeah, yeah. Most of what, um, not this like, one in particular, just supplements yeah. in general. Supplements <laughs> in general, no, there, there are some supplements that are beneficial, and actually, there's a really good reference on the Australian Institute of Sport website. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, and they've got That's a, a good website, isn't it? It's really yeah. good, it's they're pretty onto it over there, those Aussies. Those Australians. Um, but what it does is it breaks down, um, it, it classifies the supplements into A, B, C, and D categories. A are ones that are approved. So that includes sports foods, um, drinks, uh, vitamins, I think are on it, like vitamins and minerals. Um, caffeine is on it. Caffeine used to be on the D list, which was banned, but now it's on the A list. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, so you're allowed to use caffeine now? So you're allowed to use caffeine, I think. To like, a limit. Double check. To a limit. Well, yeah. it's yeah. on the A list. At least when I did my sports nutrition course through yeah. Otago, it was on the A list. Um, creatine is on the A list. So, so the A list basically are supplements that they feel have sufficient evidence-based scientific yep. proof behind Worth. them. That, yes, they, they are beneficial to take. You can have a benefit from them. The B category supplements are ones that may have a benefit, but they still need more research before they can go onto the A list. Yep. The C list is probably my favorite list because it has all the ones that are basically a bunch of Voices hoo-ha. Yeah. Pretty much. Ones that make all these ridiculous claims that they're going to, you know, yeah. increase your sex life. You know, you're going <laughs> to lose all your fat. You're going to, you know, it's going to be all, a stud overnight. <laughs> basically, all this stuff that if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is and it'll be on the C list. Oh, really? Yes. So and it's a really good resource, isn't it? It's a really good resource. And the D list is your band list, so your anabolic steroids, okay. things yeah. like that. Yeah. Cool. Well, you're doing um, for these things life. <laughs> <laughs> next, one, next one was from Neil Skulls. Is Neil on the website this week? He's uh, the one with the 
No, the the, the bank. No, that was last week. Last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hi, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Neil's, Neil's asking about um, hydration, and uh, the question for optimal pre-race hydration. A lot mm-hmm. of us travel to races either within Europe or to rote um, or long-haul flights to the states, even long, uh, even longer for the lucky few that go to Kona. Mm. How should we approach hydration on the flight? Should mm-hmm. it be water only or water plus uh, carbohydrate and electrolyte mix? And then secondly, when should you start your hydration load pre-race and in what quantities and again, would that, uh, what would that hydration consist of? So first one is um, travelling. Um, should you have water or fluids? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe how much you should have when you're travelling. Pre, pre-race, um, yep. when to sort of start. Yeah, really good questions. When you're travelling, and a, a big thing with travelling is, is that it can cause jet lag and, um, and a big way to combat that actually is through really good hydration strategies okay. so so definitely if you can take um, take an electrolyte drink with you you can't take bottles on the planes powder, but, that's what but you can take a powder you yep. can add it to your little water always like really do try to keep hydrated get the airline stewardesses or stewards to you know keep topping up your water um, and that that is really important and when you get off the flight have have an electrolyte drink as well um, and during the flight if you're eating meals you can just have water with your meals but um, the rest of the time if you can try to have a um, an electrolyte drink because what this what that does is this the sodium helps to retain the fluid in your system okay so it just gives you better hydration whereas sometimes with just plain water if you're just straight through. it just can go straight through yeah. if, if you're properly if you are hydrated i guess the water can be do you, do you want to top up before you get on the plane yeah i i think it's a really good idea to yeah. go in well hydrated and um and that kind of, I guess, leads into the next one. How do you, um, how how soon should you start your hydration loading pre-race, and in what quantities? Um, here, I I would start you similar with your carbo loading plan, which can be between one and three days before. Yep. And you're looking at an additional four to five liters of fluid a day. And wow, so it's quite a lot. Of yeah, it is yeah. quite a lot. And and what you what I tend to do is I double up my pre-race hydration with my carbo loading, and yep. that I use. My my electrolyte drink with which has carbohydrate in it, mm-hmm. and the electrolyte has the sodium which helps to retain the fluid in your system, and then the carbohydrate that's in it contributes to your additional grams of carb that you need for carbo loading. Yep. And I cool. yeah. And so you I, really recommend using your electrolyte drink for um, your yeah hydration before, loading. Yeah. yeah, if if you can, that's fantastic. Great. And so yeah, just mix up a few bottles and yeah, just. Over and above what you normally do, yeah, it's quite a lot. It's and about four, to four to five, five liters a day. Four to five liters additionally. Above, of the top of what you're already doing. Mm. Well, yeah, a lot, isn't it, it is yeah. a lot. Can you drink yeah. too much or not? I mean, uh, um, so you got your kidney. I want some just drinking game. You can't. Well, you drink. have to have a glass every ten minutes until yeah. you pee your pants, and that really hurt my kidney. You, you've got to be really. <laughs> you do have to be careful with that though, because hyponatremia is, a, is oh, an I was, issue. I was, I was like pain. you can die was, from yeah, it. Yeah, I was really yeah. sore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never do that again. I tell you. There's some blood and everything though. Oh man, it was, because it, hurts. it comes feels like it's in your back, doesn't it? Evan, what are you doing? Oh, it's, it's good crazy. fun. <laughs> yeah. You can drink too much water. You're you're fairly safe with an electrolyte drink because of the salt. So then, yeah, you then you will just pee it out. But with water. Water because um, if you're taking in too much water, you don't have the salt to um, to basically absorb it into your body, and it, so it goes into what's called your interstitial spaces, yep. which is the um, areas in between your cells. You end up puffing up. It can go into your brain and, and cause fluid on the brain, which is okay. eventually, if you die from hyponatremia, that's why because you go into a coma. But, but that's when you're playing a drinking game. It's, it's not four yeah. or five. So the key message there though was instead of just loading on water, is to have an electrolyte drink. Is, is what yeah. you're having. It's a safer bet for sure, and you're killing two birds with one stone because you're hydrating. And you're basically just sipping all the time, really, aren't you? Yeah. In those situations, yeah. you just kind of always yeah. get a boil with you. And, yeah. By the time coast to coast comes, I just feel like a 
I'm just ready. To, I'm so ready to race. I've yeah. just been eating and drinking. And I, I personally don't start carpet loading until like the last two days before the race, and particularly the last 24 hours is when I yeah. really, really focus on my carbo loading. Because if I did it three days out, I would just be bloated. Yeah, yeah you mm-hmm. just feel kind of gross. So it is a bit of a balance there of, you know, not having too much, but, you know, at the same time, making sure that you are getting a benefit from it. And mm-hmm. also what you have to remember is when for carbo loading, um, as you taper off your training, you're storing more glycogen because you're not burning it like you normally would be with training. So, yep. um, so yes, you do need to eat a little bit more carbohydrate, but you don't need to oh, eat geez, like, yeah, yeah, you don't need to go like, so crazy. It's giving you the extra energy. Yep. Totally. Mm. Right. Yeah, Ems, Ems, Ems Fried, she's been working hard. Oh. We've done a long show, so she's a workaholic. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a workaholic. I just I have to work hard now because before coast to coast, my business gets kind of put on the back burner. So, yeah. but um, catch up time. Yeah, but I'm doing a bit of traveling later this year, and so between now and when I leave, I have to get things organized. So the woman who's gonna work for me while I'm away, um, I want things to be very organized for. Her. So it's actually quite a good exercise for me to make good. sure my. Organization. Create your systems, right? Eh? Exactly. It's all about creating systems. Yeah. Just like training. Hey, Coach That's John. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, um, well, thanks for coming on the show today, and we'll get you on again at some time in the yeah, future. And awesome, if you guys. want to buy any cookies, we highly recommend them. The new bars are fantastic. Peanut yeah. butter. Powercookies.com. Yep. Peanut butter yeah. chocolate bomb. Hey, and Gina Ferguson is sponsored by me now. Oh, great. She loves my products, so she uses there them. You go. Richard yeah. and Alina Usher use them. Yeah, we, 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 we put little injections into uh, Alina's ones, so she. Uh, so she crumbles. A little bit of like a, a, a like a laxative or something. We'll give her like the X-lax one. She'll have like diarrhea. Yeah, you don't get that in public. No. <laughs> no, I'm stoked to be sponsoring them. Actually, it's great. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. I'm gonna go home and see Felicity. So we'll uh, yes. we'll see you soon. All right, okay. Going on. Bye, guys. Questions and answers. We still haven't got Em yet, so we're doing the end of the show first. Yeah. So you would actually listen to Em, and now we're complaining that she's not here. God, she was crap. She was, <laughs> she was rubbish today. <laughs> she <needs> to <laughs> <laughs> Okay, questions and answers. Here we are. Here we go. Here we go. More comments than questions this week. Oh well, no. We must say. Oh, a few was... weeks ago, we put we put on the I Am Talk Airport Challenge, didn't we? We did. We had to wear your skins and a tight top to the airport. Yeah. And good old Dave McGall. McGall. Here was, here's his email. Went over to Brisbane on the weekend to watch the mighty Chiefs thrash the Reds. And the Chiefs, did you watch the game on the weekend? All right. They were like 28 points oh, down. I heard it on the radio. Yeah, and they came back. Yeah. Uh, not sure if you saw it. May have fallen asleep during the Crusaders. Boring effort admittedly. We're not having a best year, but we're coming oh, we're back. we're coming back. We're coming back. So just don't never write off the Crusaders. Yeah. After some crazy looks. Oh, so he took a photo. He wore his skins and, and his white singlet. And uh, he got a few crazy looks from the locals in the custom offices and and he sent through the pics. So if you want to see it, you go on to imtalk.me. Yeah, not you. Not no, me. <laughs> and, uh, and check it out. He's looking stylish. And for his efforts, I've packaged up a uh, Art of Try black hoodie. Nice. And it's on. It's going to be on its way in the next day or so once I can make it to the post shop. So it was a good effort. It was a good effort. Now, now Gary Fegan was wanting to do it, and he's taking it to the next level, isn't he? He's taking it to the next level. So what Gary suggested, and this can be posted on, uh, you can post your own pictures up on Athlinks. Yep. Um, he's got a competition. The most inappropriate wearing of triathlon gear would be an ex- would be an excellent idea. We'll run it for a month, so we'll run it for the month of okay, April. Okay, great. And post uh, photos up on Athlinks, and then we'll have a vote. So you guys decide who is okay, the Okay, that's the deal. So what we're going to do, we'll do, well, it's kind of a little bit through April now. So we want to go, we'll go to halfway through 
We'll what? go until the 14th, no, the 12th of May. Okay, so you've got a month to a month or so to get your pictures up on Apple. Should have bought Apple shares. I was going to buy Apple shares when it was $75. That was like a month ago, and it gone up to 8 and 118 oh, Would have made a break of my heart, I tell you. <laughs> anyway, so on the, what is it, the 12th? The 12th of May, what you're going to do is you get the most inappropriate triathlon at the airport. Yeah. Gold. Excellent. And what will we give them? And you've got to post... Uh, we'll give you something. We'll something from our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll sort it out. So you've got to post them up on Athlinks, though. Yeah, you got to bring them up on Athlinks. It's going to be beautiful. Anyway, what else we got here? What's that one there? Anyway, this happens in September. Oh, yeah, you want to put this question in. Ing- oh, how's that one? Oh, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> right. Ingmar Eriksson. Okay, anyway. He happens, he's basically she qualified for Kona, I think. I think. It's a she. Oh, she, sorry. She's qualified for Kona? Yeah. They have qualified, they have qualified. for Kona. And they, they live in Australia, but born in Sweden. And she's got September off work to go to to train for Kona. And she's thinking she must go over to Australia, yeah. which is a bloody good idea because it's pretty cold in New Zealand at that time yeah. of year. And I thought, I oh, where would I go? I'm doing a solo training camp, mainly biking, since it seems that's what's the most amount of work needed for me. Sorry, I can't think of anyone else to ask. So I'm going to go ahead and ask someone... They know where a good place in Australia would be for bike training. So what we'd like to do is just uh, pop on. If anybody knows a good place in Australia to, to um, train, if you can just pop a note on the Athlinks page, uh, the I Am Talk page on Athlinks, just say the good places to train in Australia. And she wants to have, she hasn't had a holiday in two years, so she doesn't want it just to be amazing roads. She actually wants to have a place where she can maybe have a bit of a holiday when mm. she's not training. So um, been Googling, but just can't find any blogs. Mm. So, so thank you for reading. And I have got another one here. What's this one here? Oh, no, it's another one. Okay, let's do sponsors. Sponsors. Athlinks.com. Now, this is a, prefer, this is pretty bring, serious because he's pointing his finger at the screen. Bring up Athlinks because there's something good on there the other day. And, okay. Uh, bring up our, you keep talking. Bring up our page on Athlinks. Oh, here we go. Um, Athlinks. One of the cool things you can do is uh, we've talked about this whole clubs thing and, and groups thing that you can set up. Best thing about this is that we're going to pull up um, the IM Talk page. And the cool thing is, if you actually put in all the races you're doing in your calendar, the upcoming races for the season, if, if they're not on there, you just add them in there, it will then add them to that group. So we're going to my own page or IM Talk? Uh, we'll go to go to IM Talk. Okay. And what we can do is if we look down the bottom right-hand corner, Yep. Uh, ah, nice. we can, it can tell us who's going to be at which race. So, oh, that's cool. So coming up this uh, Friday the 10th at the... Lake Hayes Triathlon. There's going to be one person racing down there. There's the Marilyn Haywood. Martin. Martin, sorry. <laughs> Martin. And then uh, the escape from Fort de Sototo. Oh, nice. Mike Yeager's racing uh, there. Dan Illinois Lucas. is racing Illinois Marathon. So, um, yeah, it's a great oh, little trip. Martin. Yeah? Yep. Good stuff. So um, get on there and obviously make sure your club's joined up. Um, or otherwise join up to the Athlinks group. I mean, not the Athlinks group, to the IM Talk group, and then we can sort of see who's going to be at which races. This is finisher in Monaco. Nice. Yeah, nice. Hey, man, yeah, it was a good guy. Okay. So uh, Athlinks.com. Again. Keep, keep your results Just there. cool ways to keep in contact with your mates, say, and see what mm. everyone's doing. And, and keep all your results in one place. Yeah, you love that, don't you? I do. Coffees of Hawaii. Going to be good going to Kona. <laughs> I love the way we always make this about us going to Kona. Yeah, it's going to be good. You know what? When we go to Kona, we're going to work on the boat, aren't we? Yeah. Well, we've got, as long as we can get the computer safely somehow. Oh, you're going to try to take the computer on the oh, boat? Well, maybe that's not such a good idea. You think we should do interviews on the boat? Well, if, if we can do it in a safe way. Okay, wait, I'm going to look at the photos. You keep talking. I'm going to look at the photos to see if we can figure out if we can get the if boat. If anybody knows how... Because we're going to swim out to the boat, aren't we? Oh, we're, def- s- we're doing the swim course, so... Oh, we'll be able to get the computer out on the boat. Yeah. 
there's Melina. Yeah. We've been hot on the boat. So top off, Melina, you're a stud, you know it. Maybe we should have a backup crappy. I could take one. I've got a couple of crappy old computers, computers at home. Yeah. And um, yep. we can do it on one of them. And if we drop it in, it's not the end of the world. Okay, we'll do that. Excellent. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to have my top off too because I want to be a stud like Melina. And, uh, Melina is a stud, I must say, because remember that time we were in, where were we, Hemner? Yeah. And we couldn't get into the swimming pool, and it was Brandon and I, and Brandon and I rate ourselves, yeah. and we were trying to, we were trying to basically trying to kind of sweet talk the lady behind reception because we couldn't get in early. Yeah. Were you there that day? Probably. But no, yeah, I don't yeah. think you were actually because we were trying to get our swimming early. And so we're trying to sweet talk her, and oh, you know, we're, you know, blah, blah. Melina. Put on the Melina charm, blew us out of the water, and we're in within a second. That's right. He had the uh, the, the Melina eyes. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a that, stud. That tan skin. Oh, uh, he has a tan and that little kind of relaxed smile. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you want to see a stud on the boat, three studs on the boat. Can we say four with Albert? Good do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. four studs on the boat. This is so, going to be. Uh, I know you're a married man with two kids now, but still, you can still be a stud on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to say what I was going to say. Um, anyway, so coffees are for white. Stock all the best coffees. Remember, you get your discount if you put in uh, the, the code IMTALK, and uh, you're away. Get on there. I think I was eating something as well. Nice. I do. If you do get to go to Kona, make sure you do go on the boat because it's. You can't miss it. Oh, they give cookies away as well. Look at that. Oh. Just the one thing that I love about the people who sponsor us is they really just give better than what you deliver. expect. Yeah, they really do deliver. And the postman. Oh, <laughs> the postman sponsors. Oh yeah. Lastly, we have trybuys.com. You want to read this out? Yep. And Michael sent this one in. Uh, just an email. Love the podcast. I wanted to thank you for recommending Trybuys. I slipped under the wire for the IM Talk discount and got my I got my first wetsuit, the blue seventy. John's happy nice. with that. Nice. Yep. And a transition bag. I was a little bit nervous about ordering a wetsuit over the internet because I was worried that I'd be sunk if it didn't fit. I zipped off a quick email to Trybuy stating my concerns. To my surprise, they called me on my phone immediately and assured me they'd take good care of me. After I put in my order, it turned out my size was out of stock. Um, again, they called me right away to explain they just take a couple of days to get the stuff, but they ship it ASAP. Guess what? It's already in the mail. Trybuys is the best company I've ever dealt with on the internet um, to do a purchase. Thanks for recommendations. You guys have a great sponsor in Trybuys. I think that's a really good point for him to say it's the best in the internet. Yeah. Because you know, there's good companies out there who know how to do the internet thing really well, and obviously mm. Trybuys have learned from those guys. And, and, you know, again, it's just another email. We get these all the time, just people saying how great they are. And, mm-hmm. you know, they sell the good products and you get good deals and you got your free shipping over 500 bucks internationally, $200 within the States. John, what is it? It's a no-brainer. Get on in now. Some cricket commentator stole that the other day. It was Martin Crowe, I think. It was, <sighs> was commentator. He said, that's a no-brainer. because he said, listens hey, to the show. That's right. <laughs> he wants Christ. to be on it. He plays cricket, but deep down he wants to be one of us. That's right. Martin Crowe. Do you like Martin Crowe? What's happening with the cricket team, mate? Oh, they're just not good enough. That's fair enough. They're just not good enough. <laughs> the Indians are awesome, aren't they? Oh, they Tendulkar. Are. Yeah. Man, yeah. he's been around for like 20 years. I know, they are. And he's they still going strong. Yeah. Man, breaks my heart. Bevan's done the nicknames this week. I've I, done the nicknames? I haven't seen them. I'm getting my first little sniff of them right, right here, right now. Okay, well, so if you want to help us get to Kona, we know we've actually booked our flight now. We still need a little bit more money because we've got a couple more things coming through, so we've got to get our accommodation and stuff. Accommodation. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so um, if you want to support us going to Kona, um, just there's a PelPay button on our website. Pay, PayPal. I always say that, don't I? Yeah. I've always done that, haven't I? Yeah, you have. Yeah. And uh, go to our website, click on that, donate to the show, and uh, we're going to have a prize pack at the end of, well, yep. it'll be about a month before we go. Yep. And uh, several prize packs. Yeah, it'll be prize packs, and you're going to draw for that. But you also get your Iron Talk nickname. Right. And Here the thing go. is, once you get the nickname, every time you email us from the afford and on F Links, mm-hmm. 
put your nickname in there and we'll always say it on the show. So I've got a few this week. How did you say that last name? Berigal, I reckon. Okay, Paul Berigal. Buster Spinner. Buster Spinner. Like Buster Rhymes, you know, Buster right. Spinner. Yeah. Just your little... Buster Spinner, Paul... How did you say last name? Berigal. <laughs> Berigal. Okay. You say it quietly and quickly and then you always get it Berigal. Peter... Daddy Death. Yes. Daddy Death, Peter Tinholt. Beautiful. Uh, Stuart, the earthquake, Ansel. <laughs> nice. Boom. <laughs> uh, okay. Peter, the breeze. Just breezes past you. Just smokes you. Yes. Roy, here we go. You do this one. Captain Bolt. Oh, he's a Captain Bolt, Roy Spicer. Spicer. Uh, Barbara. The Jet Rocket Nelson. Nice. Yes. Nice to see some females coming in. Yes, nice. You can do this one. Raymond Grandmaster Pinero. Now, that one actually goes before it, so it's Grandmaster Raymond Pinero. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and last one, Seth Dr. Danger. Smiller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, a few other people have donated in the last week or so, and we will do your nickname in yeah. probably another three or four weeks from now. Um, so again, if you want your nickname and you have to admit they're pretty good nicknames, yeah, pretty good. You should tell all your friends and at work. At work, actually, just get a banner above mm. your office mm. saying "Doctor Death, Peter Tindall, Daddy, Daddy Death, or Doctor Danger." Oh, I do like doing the nicknames. Good. It takes a bit of time. <laughs> Make but sure you email those through to me. Cause I always I, forget. Don't I? You do. Yeah. yeah email yeah. them through and I add them to the list. No bike jerseys. That, that's bike jerseys done, dusted. They're, uh, they're just being made at the moment. So if you are sure. wanting a bike jersey, we tend to do a run every three or four months. So um, send us an email and we'll keep you on the list and that way you can do it. If you're going to buy anything, jump on our Amazon page and people do that, which is great. Um, anything else, Jumbo? Probably just about done a full, full <laughs> show without him. Finished show. Yeah, it's a great show. Where's him? Well... What happens if she doesn't turn up? I'll go and ring her. Is she always this late? This is pretty, this is this is pushing lateness to the extreme. Really? Yeah. Yeah, M, sharpen up. Yeah. Maybe she's got a good excuse. Maybe there's a message on my phone. Oh. Yeah. What do we do in that situation? You're going well, to ring Linda now, right? Yeah. minutes. Yep, I will. Yeah, but, but, yeah. Let's just finish it off. Okay, John. Uh, what have you been up to, Bevan? Well, I haven't been having a baby. I think we should no. start with you. Okay. So, first of all, what day did it happen? Thursday the what was that the second? We were pretty happy it wasn't April first, uh, maybe. Oh, true. Quite happy about that. Because then you would have sent out the email. And everyone thought you were joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, John. <laughs> this guy I went running with the other day got sucked in big time. No way. By the edge. Yes. Yeah. So did Bianca, my flatmate. <laughs> she walks in the walks on the edge radio station in New Zealand. What they did is they did a fake government ad, and on April one they had this fake government ad where they were saying anyone who earns over fifty five fifty thousand dollars, you get five thousand dollars cash from the government today. It's a stimulus package. A stimulus package. And Bianca walks in the room, and I'm working on the computer, and she walks in, and she goes. The government's going to get five thousand dollars today if you if you earn fifty thousand dollars. And the first thing I thought was, oh, I'm glad I earn more than fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. And then I thought, wait a second, it's yeah. just it's, it's April one, and I go, it's April's full say. And she goes, oh man. But then they had people calling up. They had an 0800 number you could call uh, if you hadn't got it. Yeah. And I mean, they had a few people ringing up saying, oh yeah, I've got my five thousand, so they really got it going. Oh, well. nice. And then morons were ringing up and going. Oh yeah, I um I haven't got my five thousand dollars yet. Um, maybe it's because I've I've had a name changer. I've changed address. So if you guys could sort that out, this is my details. Oh, how embarrassing! Because I was running with a guy. And he told me about it. And I said, it was quite a good I said, one. It's April first. He goes, Oh no, no. I'm, oh, it's was true. he? He's still in it, was he? Yeah, this was like in the afternoon. He goes, Oh no, no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. 
Have you seen him since? Yeah, I haven't actually. Oh, oh you're going to make the most of that. <laughs> Who was it? Can we name and shame? Tom Davidson. Yeah. Oh, Tom Davidson. G- Ginger Tom. <laughs> Sharpen up. Sharpen anyway, up. back to the back Okay, so, so it was April the 2nd? Yeah, and what happened was Belinda was going to be uh, induced the day after. It was a couple of weeks early. She had a little um, thing going on with her liver, so she was going to get induced. So she was going on a Thursday for a, for a checkup at 10 yep. and, and with the intention of being induced at 10 o'clock on Friday, we thought. Yep. And um, we get this phone call at, at about 10 past 9. It's a midwife saying, oh, I've actually just been called that we're actually going to be inducing you today. Oh, wow. And I was, I was sitting there working away. I hadn't done anything. It wasn't ready or anything. And we had to be in the hospital in like half an hour. I did wonder why I got your email at like midnight. You yeah. must have gone home and worked, did you, or something? Yeah. <laughs> and like, so I had, I had all these appointments lined up and had 30 minutes just trying to get things sorted. And we got in there and, yeah, she got induced and it all went um, fairly smoothly as well as things can go and yeah. uh, popped out at about 8.30. So how long was she in labour for? Technically going into labour, I think it was 3.30. So um, five hours. Yeah. So you sort of... Like you have a newfound respect for woman, eh? It's really, it, in a sick way, I'd kind of want to go through it because you can't really. <laughs> well, you can't. I can't quite comprehend how they go through it. You know, you hear. I like that about you, John, because you're a loving partner, and you want to you want to experience the pain for her. Because talking to Christina Anglum, who she's a she's had a kid, legend. She? She's had a kid recently, and we saw her actually at the coast to coast finish with M, who's supposed to be here at Mexico yeah, five hours ago. Uh, and she said, "Oh." We sort of said, how was the birthing process and stuff? And she said, look, in all respect, you had a great race day, you won it, but it's nothing compared to what really? you go through in childbirth. Really? So, um, and she'd know. Yeah, she, she would know. Yeah. <laughs> so it would be, it's, it's yeah, it's hard to know what you go through. You've got no control. And the thing is, yeah, I suppose once you've had a few kids, you're a bit more prepared, but the first time, mm. imagine that, first mm. time. So that's oh. no, all good. Back home and uh, settling Guys, in. Guys, we've got it sweet, really, haven't we? Yeah. Because we don't need to change a life. No. We don't get the period. No. We don't have to give birth. No. What, no, what do we get? We don't go titties. Well, some, some, some people <laughs> we don't do. Go titties. Some people do. <laughs> <laughs> some people do. Get, especially do. nowadays, hey. Yeah. yeah. Don't want man breasts. No, I'll, I'll never get man breasts and go to you that much. Okay, so since then, how's the home life? It's good. I'm on Thomas duty. So How is Thomas late. handling it? He's loving it. Oh, great. Yeah, he cuddles there and sits on her, she sits on his lap and stuff, so it's all good. Oh, uh, good. Because uh, it can be a little bit dangerous, can't it? It can, but no, he's good, oh, gentle, good. and uh, so it's basically daddy time for the next couple of weeks, so yep. I'm not really doing any work, which is kind of nice. 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 That's about it. Well, well, I've been doing this. <laughs> My life's a little bit boring in comparison. Yeah. I went to Napier. I went to Havelock North. Have you yeah. been there? Yes. Went to a wedding there. Oh, really? Mm. It, was, it was very nice. So I did that and I had to work. And my daughter's been teaching me, oh, okay, so I'm an idiot. Yeah. Here's my idiot story for the week. Yeah. So my daughter and I always play basketball after school. She has to, we have to spend, I have this policy because she loves talking on the phone to her friends. Mm. As long as we play sport, that's how long she gets to play on the phone. <laughs> okay, so like, good so, yeah, so like if we play for half an hour, she gets half an hour on the phone. I think I may go two for one. So if she, we do half an hour sport, she can talk on the phone for an hour. And like, because she, she rides to the gym with me and stuff, so that counts as exercise. Yeah. So, and, and so anyway, we every so often I'll give her a deal. So she comes home from school yesterday, and I said, if you get ten out of ten, because we have a ten out of ten competition, if you get ten out of ten. We don't have to do sport this week because she never gets ten out of ten. Yeah, she gets ten out of ten. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> because I like, you know, she has to do a sport. So then I'm thinking, oh no, what am I going to do? And I thought, okay, I'll say I'll give you a hundred bucks to double nothing. She got ten out of ten again. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
So I've got to give her a hundred bucks. So now I'm trying to go, how about a, how about a thousand? Quit while you're behind. Yeah, I'm going to quit while behind. I do, I do like that idea of uh, sport for, for Yeah, that's reward. what you do with kids. I've got the older kid now. So what you do is you always, you make them have the thing they love, they have to do the thing they don't like to get the thing they love. Mm. So for example, and you reward them. Like for example, if Tyler wants to stay up late, you let her stay up late with the thing that's good for her. So she, her bedtime's about 8.39 nowadays. If she wants to go to bed, if she wants to stay up late, she can, but she has to read. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's not about TV or computer or anything. It's about just being able to read. And so, yeah, I know there's things that seem nice. to work. Mm. Do you get that picture through from uh, the Holy Hammer? No, yeah, the, the, the paper. Oh no, I was meant to put that one up on the website this week. Oh, okay, we'll talk about that next week because we're we're bantering now. And if yeah. N does turn up, it's going to be a bloody long show. I'm thinking she's not going to turn up. Oh yeah, well, well, we may be back halfway through the show. Yes. Okay. Saying so M's not here still. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Iron Russ. I'm Endo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.